Welcome to this episode of Dakota Town Hall from the Home Slice Media Group. It's also brought to you by Elevate Rapid City. Today we are meeting with Rick Strapalorsi, a candidate for District 34 House. In the Dakota Town Hall series, each candidate will receive the same questions presented to them in the same order. The candidates have not received these questions in advance. The questions are based on issues from candidate campaigns and from current events. Rick, please introduce yourself. I'm Rick Strackwellersi. I'm a candidate for the uh, state house from District 34. I have lived in Rapid City cumulatively for about 29 years, and uh, I've been uh, the CEO of Western Providers, which is a managed care organization and also worked for regional health most of those years. I now... uh, After retiring uh, in uh, 2017, I have taken a job in the finance area of Oyate Health, which is uh, a health clinic that is the former Sioux San uh, on the Sioux San campus. Prior to my uh, life and work in Rapid City, I was with Presbyterian Healthcare in Albuquerque, New Mexico, where I was one of the uh, founding uh, staff of their health plan, and then I've had other prior experience. I'm married, have been married to Francis for 38 years, have three adult children living in South Dakota, two of whom are in Rapid City, and uh, have four grandchildren here, and uh, one who lives in Chicago. Yeah. Why are you running? I am very concerned about the direction of our state on a number of key issues. Among these are health care, including the provision for Medicaid expansion, which I believe is critical. Secondly, being education, where I just simply believe we need to invest more from pre-K on through higher ed. And uh, third, I believe we need to move more aggressively on economic development particularly uh, in the development of business innovation and uh, things like uh, the Ascent Center, which provides for uh, economic opportunity. Okay, cool. Explain your position on the Second Amendment. That's an interesting question, obviously. I, I am a gun owner, so, you know, I, I support the Second Amendment. At the same time, I look at the injury and death rates in the use of guns as a healthcare person, because I've been in healthcare almost all of my career, and our gun-related death rate, or, or deaths across the country, uh, about three-quarters of these things are suicides. So, To me, that suggests there's a need to continue to monitor for things that would fit things like like red flag laws in order to reduce the suicide rates, which actually far exceed uh, homicides and other types of uh, gun-related incidents. Has the state taken the correct stance on COVID? What, if anything, would you change? I don't believe the state has taken the correct stance on COVID by 
any means. The fact is this is a disease that is highly infectious. It is transmitted through the air. We've known that for a long time now. We've been, in this state, oriented toward keeping things open and letting individuals decide what they want to do as far as masking or whatever. The reality is we have now just about the highest COVID rate in the country, and this is something we could have stamped out significantly or at least tamped down by simple measures such as masking, and we haven't done it, and now we are living with the consequences. Thank you. Uh, we have three ballot measures on the ballot. Initiated Measure 26, which is for legalized marijuana for medical use. Constitutional Amendment A, which is for legalized marijuana for recreational use. And Constitutional Amendment B, which legalized sports betting in Deadwood and on reservation tribal casinos. What is your position on these ballot measures? Well, first of all, when it comes to the issue of both legalized uh, recreational marijuana use as well as uh, medical marijuana use, I believe these things should be legalized. And I take that position not because I am very fond of the use of recreational marijuana, but because I am absolutely tired of seeing people caught in the legal system on what is, in fact, a minor crime. Uh, I don't want to see people imprisoned or their lives damaged by uh, the, the uh, laws that exist on the books today as they relate to marijuana use. So I favor the passage of uh, both the recreational and the medical marijuana issue. As far as the sports betting goes, I, I think we have a, f a fair amount of gambling allowed in the state through things like video lottery, the situation in Deadwood, and the reservation-based gambling. I, therefore, do not support uh, increasing this activity through the use of sports betting. Okay, thank you. According to a two uh, 2019 report published in the U.S. News and World Report, South Dakota ranked fairly well at 10th in the nation for higher education, but ranked 23rd for K-12 through education. What can the South Dakota legislature do to improve the K-12 through education in the state? Well, first of all, I believe we need to have an early education council established for preschool education. I'm not saying, nor am I advocating, for some sort of compulsory or even uh, optional focus on any sort of formalized preschool education program specifically. But I would like to have an early education council explore options and then identify options for curriculum development, which people could elect to use at home or in more formal settings. Without this, I, I think we're missing an opportunity to give people an early start. I'm a member of the 
board of Starting Strong and Early Childhood Connections, and I support their activities. Now, beyond that, I think we need to find ways to uh, fund teacher compensation from K through 12. Uh, I think it's absolutely critical. We need to get ways to, to, uh, to fund this, this area. And I know most of the cost of education comes from our property taxes already. But we just need to meet and exceed uh, people's expectations for uh, teacher salaries. Finally, I am concerned about, about higher ed. And I, I know you, you commented that uh, we, we have a pretty high rating in terms of higher ed uh, quality in this state, and we do. I'm concerned that we've got too much of a burden placed on our students uh, for tuitions, fees, and other expenses related to higher education. The fact is that, unfortunately, the state has moved down or moved away from its portion of funding for the costs of higher education. We're now way too low on that, in the vicinity of about 18 to 20 percent uh, of the cost. So people are afraid, afraid to go into, into higher ed because of the cost. Now, all of these things that I've talked about are going to have some costs. And one of the things that I have a problem with, uh, with the Republican membership in the legislature and the administrative leadership, is there's this chronic kind of statement that we can't pay for it. There's not enough money for it. Well, the fact of the matter is, if we have the will to do it, we will find a way to do it. I mean, for, for instance, right now, we've gotten in excess of a billion dollars in COVID money just this year. Well, you can't use COVID money except for COVID-related things, but you can substitute some state expenses for the COVID money, and that would have freed up some of the money to get this done. Um, Additionally, I, I look at the uh, exemptions to the sales tax. You know, they amount to about $1.4 billion on a state budget of about $5 billion. So they are a huge, huge chunk of revenue that goes untapped. We should be looking at solutions that might let us get even 10% of that money uh, into the state's coffer. That'd be $140 million. That would be a pile of money that would help us to work on these other things. And uh, finally, I think we ought to look at um, corporate profit taxes. Uh, you know, the fact is Walmart and other big entities reap very significant profits here. They build into their revenue streams corporate profit tax and we don't take it, so it just goes to the parent company. Those are just some of the ideas that I think we need to explore uh, to move forward with these things. Okay, thank you. In the same 2019 report, the economy in South Dakota is ranked 27th. What can the state legislature do to improve the economy in the state? Well, you know, one big thing that we could do to improve the economy in the state is to have passed... Medicaid expansion. It amazes me, absolutely amazes me, that 
our Republican legislature and governor have stood for years now in opposition to expansion of Medicaid. Let, let me just comment a little bit about that. If, if we expanded the program, what it would provide for is health insurance for about 45,000 people in the state, most of whom are working people and many of whom are working multiple jobs. But because pay scales and uh, salaries and benefits are what they are here, these folks don't have health insurance coverage. That in itself is terrible because I've had time and again physicians tell me that they've had a patient show up in their office, the patient needed some uh, relatively costly test, and then, oh, well, it was kind of like I have a choice of getting this test done or paying the rent. So I'm going to pay the rent. But let's look at this from an economic development perspective. If we had Medicaid expansion, we'd be reaping at least $300 million a year, $300 million a year into the state economy. And, yeah, it's true. It would cost the state about 10% of that number, or about $30 million, uh, to do it. But as I said, we've got ways of raising that money if we have the will and the interest to do it. Well, that, that $300 million flowing through the economy would more than pay for itself just in terms of sales tax revenue going through, not to mention overall economic benefit. It is absolutely foolhardy that we have not done this, and we've, we've passed on it for 10 years. That's $3 billion. Don't you think we could use that $3 billion in the state economy? We're already paying for it in taxes. So that's a big thing we could do to get going. Secondly, I believe we need to be investing in uh, economic development and business incubators. Uh, I've been very impressed with what I've seen at the Ascent Center uh, and their efforts to develop business opportunities here, uh, be they uh, technology uh, or various other activities that they are involved in. This is a big payoff opportunity and so we really need to keep supporting it. I know these things carry costs, but they bear and reap huge, huge benefits. Because the fact of the matter is, you know, the last big idea that we had in the state was backroom banking operation. Well, that was during Bill Janklow's time as governor. It's been a long time, and if we keep waiting for the next big idea, we could end up waiting quite a while. We need to move ahead and develop ideas internally with some help for these business incubators. Thank you. There never seems to be enough money for everything that people would like the state to do. What changes in the state budget would you like to see? Well, as I indicated, much of my interest is on improving the the revenue side through relatively not easy things, but things that if we had the will we could do and push a significant amount of money to the programs that I had mentioned. Um, Beyond those revenue-generating pieces, I I think we need to revisit the way we conduct certain activities within the state today. For instance, we we have a fairly costly... uh, uh, 
system of prisons and corrections. And I think we need to be looking at ways to rehabilitate people and further to find ways to minimize incarceration of nonviolent offenders. One key way to do that is to eliminate these, these uh, relatively victimless uses of things like marijuana. Uh, but, but beyond that, where we've got nonviolent crimes, let's find a way to treat these effectively and not just keep putting people away. You, you touched on it quite a bit, but here is the next question. Okay. Uh, expand, I'm sorry, explain your position on Medicaid expansion. Well, if you'd like to hit that again. I would just say in summary there, we need to move to Medicaid expansion. It just makes no sense to keep deferring this and to uh, act like it's, it's some sort of a political uh, football that, that we can keep tossing around. This is important for our citizens and our neighbors, and it's important for our economy. And we've already paid for it. There has been no discount on our federal taxes because we don't have Medicaid expansion. But our, our community and our economy have suffered by not having it. Okay, thank you. What specific issues would you like to solve for the people in your district? Hmm. I believe broadly that we have to address the issues that I've discussed thus far and that they will have vast importance for the people of our district because they're going to produce an improved economy, improved educational opportunity, and improved health care. How can those things not be important to the district? Now, beyond that, I think we need to find ways of encouraging uh, businesses to be able to get through some of the hard times we've had now, through, uh, you know, this, this COVID uh, disease that we've, en- we've ended up with. Uh, we, we need to find ways to distribute any sort of federal and or state money that might be available to help ameliorate uh, the, the economic negative impacts. And those are things that I would try to propose uh, ways through developing independent committees or uh, legislative committees to try to help resolve. Okay, thanks. Uh, very similar question. What specific issues do you want to solve for the people in this state? Well, <laughs> <laughs> kind of touched on it both. There. We've touched on a little <laughs> bit of this already. Uh, obviously, we want to improve health care, education, and business opportunity. Beyond that, I tend to be somebody who supports uh, environmental uh, health in terms of uh, clean water and resolution to things like that. Uh, and I, I favor economic development. All right. The number of homeless people in Rapid City has grown over the years. Some feel this is directly tied to mental health. What can the state do to help the mental health of the citizens in need? I've been wrestling this with this issue uh, because my, my employer, Oyate Health staff, 
is concerned about it and wants to find solutions for the population generally in terms of homelessness. This has been an ongoing issue that has gotten worse even in my lifetime as we've moved away from providing mental health services and in some cases facilities for people with mental illness, drug and alcohol abuse problems. It's a very, very serious problem. I, I had actually hoped that maybe somehow the state or some entity would have moved forward to try to save and rebuild uh, the former Star Academy uh, site as a potential center for uh, dealing with homelessness and uh, mental health and chemical dependency problems. I guess the state has concluded that it didn't have uh, the financial means to do that. But I, I think it's, it's important that we identify and develop solutions like that. Uh, since I lived in Albuquerque in the, in the 80s, we have seen our society move away from providing mental health solutions. And I, I just think that it's ruinous and that it's going to cost us more and it's going to cost us more displaced lives. So we need to develop solutions there. Yeah. Would you like to make a closing statement? I think that I'm the candidate that can really verbalize the issues that we've talked about here to the legislature and to the state and community at large. These are not easy, one-shot-and-done issues. But the fact of the matter is that in our current economic and business situation, where we have basically a one-party system in peer, and that party for a long time has said, well, we're not going to do it. We're just not going to do A and B and C. We need a way to revisit those things. My, my opponents uh, in this race basically take the company line on this. And the best that I've heard people say in that, in that group of my opponents is, I'll try to maintain an open mind. Well, an open mind just isn't good enough. We need to move forward and try to actively discuss, debate, and arrive at solutions to these key social issues. Okay. Thanks for joining us today. Pleasure. Glad to be here. Put me in front of a mic. You now know what happens. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you.